Emily, can you say welcome to Earth? Welcome to Earth. I bet you got to say it like Will Smith. Welcome to Earth! I don't know. I haven't approved. Yeah, I approve that. You're listening to ID Four Minutes at a Time, the only podcast dedicated to analyzing, scrutinizing, and celebrating the 1996 Roland Emmerich masterpiece, Independence Day, Four Minutes at a Time. I am your host, Kenny Madison, and along with me are my gallant co-hosts, Lulu Nagel and Tyler Bryce. And joining us today is an actor, performer, dare I say, a raconteur? Not again. Uh, guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Emily Breedlove. Yay! Yay! Emily Breedlove! Welcome to the show, Emily. I know that you've been chomping at the bit in order to get on the mic and talk about Independence Day. I will get on the mic and talk about many things, especially Independence Day. Cool. Such as? Um, such as, uh, let's see, social justice and um, small animals and uh, larger animals, cooking, and uh, mental health. Did I say mental health? Mental health. Good job. Where Where does Independence Day fall in the Venn diagram of those things? I think it's, you know, I tend to want to think of it as a Bronfenbrenner circle instead of like a Venn diagram. So you've got like the little tiny circle that's like your immediate um, surroundings, and then you keep going out and out in, like bigger circles. And it's more like that kind of, uh, like universe circle that kind of in, encapsulates everything. That's the kind of circle that they used in the Muppets, uh, showing where the Muppets were in terms of social relevance. Uh, I'm just for the sake of not argument, I'm going to say sure. Wait, which Muppet was the most socially relevant and which was the least in the circles? Uh, in, in the example of the Muppets, none of the Muppets were, they were all just lumped in together as the Muppets. Oh, that is... Oh, yeah. Oh, like in the movie. Yes, in the Muppets. No, no, these are actually circles. You can actually see them as circles, not orbits, which are the same as circles, except for orbits or ellipses. Yeah, Tyler, you dumb idiot. Yeah, well, I, why, why would we discuss the three laws of spatial dynamics? Whatever. Look, the important thing is we're here on Earth, and we're ready to just ignore Kepler and move on. Okay. Uh, speaking of universal disks and spatial dynamics, this four minutes starts with spinning flower disks going down to Earth and ends on a zoom in, in the Oval Office. As a zoom in inside the Oval Office. They and didn't have zoom back then. They're virtual too? No, it's not. The, we're, even though we're recording this with the program Zoom, this is not, we're not ending on Zoom oh. in the Oval Office, it's the it's it's the camera move of a zoom in inside the Oval Office. Zoom probably isn't secure enough for the Oval Office. They're probably using Adobe Connect. Yeah, but they might be wearing those like horizontally striped uh, rugby shirts that the kids wore in the show. So today we're going to watch uh, minutes twelve through sixteen, and then talk about those. So uh, so far, uh, to recap what's happened, we've seen. Uh, a giant floating disc uh, that uh, that's looming over the moon. Uh, we've seen SETI. We've seen the White House. We've seen uh, we've seen Jeff Goldblum playing playing chess with his father. Uh, we've seen that he's ready to try to save the world and uh, through recycling. And uh, then we've watched these giant giant discs uh, disconnect from 
the uh, bath mat Matt. that's looming over the earth. Bath mat. That is correct. Uh, now, Lulu, I'm going to repeat to you and to the audience that is playing the home edition of ID four minutes at a time, the predictions that we made on the last episode, I've got them written down right here and we will see if the following things come to pass. We think that the alien ships are going to make their first strike. It looks like Lulu is writing these notes down. She's shaking her head. Yes. Uh, We have to go back to the president. I just think that means another scene with the president. Lulu, you also guessed that Goldblum will analyze the data and have some sort of big insight into the aliens. And at some point, they're going to call the president back. Yeah. And, and those are the predictions. He's walking uh, around in a bathrobe right now. He's walking around in a bathrobe at the moment. Yes. Now, uh, Emily, can we can we ask before we go to this next step, can we ask what what's your relationship to this movie? Um, how, how do you feel about Independence Day? Where... Where do you come down on the Independence Day movie front? Oh, and also, before you answer, please try and avoid spoilers as Lulu does not remember a single thing about this movie, and we would like to preserve that as much as possible. Thank you. Uh, wow, I was going to have a spoiler in what I said, so thanks for um, letting me know that. <sighs> can I say something that would have been in the trailers? Hey, how, can I mute my? Can I mute this? Here, I'll take my headset off. Okay, go for it. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, I spoiler. I just remember being really happy watching blow up in the uh, in the movie theater. I hope I can say that word. I mean movie theater. Um, and I was really excited to see to see um, Washington D.C. just. <laughs> also, New York. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, also. Like they blow, they blow up New York. They blow up Los Angeles. They blow up Washington D.C. They blow up every single monument. They blow up the pyramids. I don't, I don't think they blow up the pyramids, yeah. but they, you know, they probably did. Do we only see the American landmarks yeah. get get blown up? It's kind of insular. Yeah, I mean the British people at the end of the movie are just waiting on the Americans to think of an answer. Shall we cue Lulu that it's time to come back? Uh, On the count of three, everybody say Lulu, come back. One, two, three. Lulu, Lulu. come back. back. Hello. Lulu, you had your headphones out. Can you confirm that you did not hear anything while the headphones were off? I heard nothing. I saw Emily make this face. She would do something like, and I thought they were explosions. So I am anticipating some explosions coming up. And it was about the romance. Oh. Lulu, thank you so much for putting audio to your facial expressions that you saw from Emily. This is an audio medium. (laughs) And it is. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Uh, Anything else before we roll that beautiful ID4 clip? I think that it's time for us to roll that beautiful bean footage. No, ID4 clip. We could run the Bush's Baked Beans commercial, but let's. we should probably roll the four minutes. Fine, let's roll the four minutes. Lulu, what's going on? I lost my pen, but I have it back. Okay. it's it's criti- Lulu, it's critical that you take notes. I, I like taking notes. I like that you like taking notes, Lulu. Thank you. You're welcome. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do this thing.
just watched four minutes, uh, minutes 12 through 16 of Independence Day. The movie. Uh, yeah. Thoughts? Um, it's ominous. That big, <laughs> big rolling cloud looks like a hurricane coming with, it looks like the mist in Lost, you know, with the lightning. Remember Lost? I do remember Lost. <laughs> And I love that it's it's this is filmed in the 90s, right? So it's hitting places we hate like Iraq, Russia, and California. Not not just Iraq, but a northern desert. Just something called northern desert in Iraq. Right. Where they uh, dress really fancy. Did you see the yurts? What's a yurt? The yurts. What's a yurt? The yurts. There's a, a tent. A, a tent. Nomadic, a tent for oh. nomads. Wait, so we... I was very excited to see the yurts. So if you go into a yurt, you will find zero mads. Zero what? Zero oh. mads? She said it's a tent for nomads. So you find <laughs> nomads. Oh it's nomads God. land. Oh <laughs> I can't believe that that took me... That that shouldn't have taken that long for me to get. That's infuriating. And I hate you need to myself. go sit in the corner. Just go sit in the corner for a while. Okay. No, not you. Tyler, with the pun. No, come back, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, we need you. Kenny. Kenny, we need you. Come back, Kenny. Um, so, enemy, enemy? Emily, those were fine <laughs> nomads in their yurts. Why are they dressed up so much in their yurts? The women had on beautiful, I don't know, metal. Yurt skirts. Yurt skirts. Yurt skirts. Is that the name of our episode for this one? Yurt skirts. Yurt skirts and DEFCON 3. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about the DEFCON levels because I always thought DEFCON 5 was the highest. But it's really not. It's DEFCON 1. So we're like average DEFCON in this movie right now. Sure. Wait, what Def is the average DEFCON? Is, is DEFCON well, 3 just... Eh? Uh, DEFCON, DEFCON 5 means all is well... Uh, hey, we're we're uh, at peace. Defcon Defcon five is all out war, or one is all out war. So five, hey, everything's normal. One, no, nah, everybody's losing their minds. We're gonna die. <laughs> um, three is giant discs from space are hovering over our cities. Two places we hate, and one that we're fine with. That's right. Yep. Because they were hovering over the West Coast as well as the Persian Gulf and, and Moscow. A northern desert in Iraq. Just, That's great right. that they didn't bother to just give it a well, name or an actual regional name. Just said northern desert in Iraq. If you guys noticed, there was a guy riding on a horse through that desert, and that horse had no name. No! Excellent. Emily, you raised your hand about 10 minutes ago. What 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 did you want to contribute to the conversation? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to say I was really happy that they pronounced Iraq mostly correctly. Instead of Iraq, they were saying Iraq. Mm. Somewhere in the early aughts, we, we got past that or we got away from the correct pronunciation. Iraq. Iraq, yes. It is Iraq. No, no, no. The correct pronunciation is Iraq. Iraq. I think it's more like Iraq or something. But uh, yeah, I think that probably not, probably intentionally, we were 
uh, we heard Iraq a lot, which see, I'm old school and call them Z28s. <laughs> have you guys ever played Iraq and Iran? I can't say that I have, Lulu. How do you play? Well, you bring your knee up into someone's crotch and you run away. <laughs> <laughs> this is a childhood horrible joke. <laughs> Okay, so this is very strange because when I first heard uh, the song, I ran so, I ran, and I ran, I ran so far away, I thought they were actually talking about Iran. So now the idea of running and Iran being the same is, is somehow coming full circle for me, like a Bronfenbrenner circle, which is the entire universe, which is this movie. I brought us back. Nice. Well done. Hey. You circled back around. I did. Okay, I looked up DEFCON 3. And that is, the exercise term is called roundhouse. And it's an increase in force readiness above that required for normal readiness. And the Air Force is ready to mobilize in 15 minutes. That's uh, compared to DEFCON 2, which is fast pace, next step to nuclear war. And DEFCON 1, which is a cocked pistol, nuclear war is imminent or has already started. I figured that they would probably go to DEFCON 2 whenever they would be seeing menacing clouds and something blocking satellite communications in the sky. That seems Penny, there's still 15 minutes left in the first act of this movie. And so DEFCON 2 is very appropriate. Three. They're at three. Three. DEFCON 3 is very appropriate. We have to have somewhere to go. Somewhere to go. Structurally, Sure. But if we're playing Independence Day, the smart version, wouldn't you be like, no, go to DEFCON 1, shoot it out of the sky? Yeah, if I were president, we'd be like, one. That'd be a really short movie. We'd be cocked pistol. I mean, I'm always in favor of short movies. I think perfect movies are 90 minutes or less. That's what they do for the children's movies, because no one can sit through it that long. <laughs> uh, Lulu, I feel like you're speaking out of personal experience. I have... Uh... <laughs> go to a lot of children's movies and you know what i'm so grateful for the recliners now because if the children's movie is not good i can lean that sucker back and have a nice nap what was the last kids movie that you slept through oh it was um uh, it might have been a smurfs movie or it might have <laughs> been Oof. did the lol dolls have a movie it was some do dolls come to life that i was like no trolls but... no trolls was great i like trolls Growly, 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 growly. If you guys know growly, growly Pete. I, I can't say that I do. I've not okay. seen Trolls. There is this one character named Growly Pete, and all he says is growly, growly. And he'll say, what do you think, Growly Pete? And he'd say, growly, 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 growly. <laughs> and that's all he says. And he, he gives his opinion quite often, like, growly, growly. And it's my favorite new response when people are like, how are you doing? Growly, growly. <laughs> 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 it's so appropriate well now we have a new name for this episode growly growly <laughs> growly Pete. i'm a big fan all right uh another person that i'm a big fan of is james rebhorn making his debut in independence day playing the character of albert nimziki what else is james yeah james rebhorn been in i know that he's been in so many movies sleepwalk with me for some reason is the first thing that comes up in my is brain. he the advisor to the president who is who actually says let's go to DEFCON 3 after the president says let's go to DEFCON 3? Yes. 
he's the one that looks over at Robert Loggia. Okay, let's. I'm gonna be James Rebhorn and Tyler. You be the president. Go ahead and say something. Like, give a direction. Uh, I think it's very important that we uh, find out what's behind these Hunter Biden tapes. Guys, I think we need to find out what's behind these Hyper Biden tapes. I kind of want the episode to also be called Hyper Biden tapes. I, I, I don't know what you said. Hyper Biden takes. Like, Most people think? just go at normal Biden, but this podcast, we go at hyper Biden. It's DEFCON 2 Biden. <laughs> We're 15 minutes away from giving you the Tucker Carlson exclusive that oh, you've all geez. been waiting for. Oh, geez. Uh, do you guys know that Joe Rogan's building a, a comedy theater in Austin? What? And he just did an interview with uh, Alex Jones that apparently made many people wonder if it uh, if it violated the terms and conditions of some of the podcasting platforms where that guy had been removed. So anyway, good times. I, well, I'm coming back. Did you guys know James Rebhorn died of melanoma? Oh, my gosh. No, I did not. At the age of 65. Oh, man. He had been battling it since 1992, and he wrote his own obituary. Wow. He wrote his own obituary? That's Did it amazing. include sunscreen? Wear sunscreen? Um, it probably was like, wear, wear sunscreen. That's all that the obituary said, just wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Well, it's, it's a lot less impressive if it's just those two words that are running in the New York Times. Uh, James Rabhorn... According to IMDb, known best for, of course, Independence Day, as well as The Game, The Talented Mr. Ripley, Scent of a Woman. Uh, Tyler, you've got a fantastic Pacino impression. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Perfect. Ooh, yeah. Best impression ever. Lulu, what did you think about this four minutes? Uh, they, they packed a lot of tiny scenes um, into these four minutes to explain the pending doom that's coming so now we know these flower discs are 15 miles wide and that they are going all across the earth and splitting into smaller objects and they're going to attack maybe simultaneously for somehow they've stymied our radar we can't see them on radar but there was a particular and i don't know what technology he switched to that just showed red lava coming down <laughs> and what that meant but it, i guess that was the spaceship to show we're overwhelmed by it and that their technology still is better than ours and that we're defcon 3 which i think is a kind of a light response and there's still only one woman in the white house sure yeah uh, because the first lady is out which means that there is only one woman employed yes and i yeah. was i was wondering like in california they or maybe was it california or russia where they're like, everyone's panicking and taking to the streets. And I just thought, uh, if an alien ship is coming, I'm probably not going to run into the street panicking. I'm going to go get in my bathtub and cover myself with a mattress like you do with a hurricane. I mean, that that sounds silly, but also what would be the response if an alien ship just suddenly comes out of the sky and is just hovering? Uh, I mean, I might want to go look at it for a minute or two, but then I'm getting in the bathtub. Yeah, I would probably want to go look at it, but then I would, now that Lulu has said that, I would probably do the exact same thing as someone that grew up in Tornado Alley. It's big, it comes from the sky, it must be a twister of some kind. Right? Yeah. Twister came out around this time, also. Mm. 
I think that stop, drop, and roll is really the only <laughs> way to survive an alien bath mat advancing. Flower disc. Tyler, I just don't think that that, that, that would do anything. Period. Well, what do we in the eighties? We did bomb drills where we would just turn our desks on their side and get behind them for nuclear war response. So, sure, uh, Emily, if there was an alien ship that was coming and hovering over the sky, what do you think you would do? Um, wish real hard that I could spontaneously and instantaneously uh, dig a really deep hole into the ground, like a couple miles down. Mm-hmm. I think anything above the ground, you're kind of you're kind of done for. I mean, I've watched, I watched Mars attacks, and I don't have any Slim Whitman on me either, so. My friend Galen Gaddy, who lived down the street from me, they had a bomb shelter in their backyard. It was like a little portal that opened up, and you'd climb down the ladder, and then it opened up into a big round hole, sort of with a seat around it, and it had a little crank that would bring oxygen in, apparently, and that's... That was built for them, or they built it themselves during the 80s when the threat of nuclear war was happening. And they had some canned goods and things down there. But mostly it was not waterproof or watertight. So it was dank, filled with water, and a lot of roaches. And so we would dare each other to climb down into the bomb shelter. And I was claustrophobic and afraid that that lid would close and then I would die in there. So I don't know. Maybe we just want to get incinerated by the aliens instead you'd rather get incinerated by the aliens than spend what 30 minutes with roaches 30 minutes there's radiation for days sorry an hour with roaches okay i'd do an hour with roaches if you put it that way Uh, four five nine twenty two twenty two to have gaylin catlin's gaddy pizza now we have to pay mr gaddy's sorry yeah uh, speaking of the news report in Russia, just to pretend that that was just talked about, uh, you, you see that as broadcast by Sky News. Sky News, for those that don't know, is a news network that is owned by News Corporation, which is owned by Rupert Murdoch. And Rupert Murdoch also owned 20th Century Fox that made this movie. I was getting West Wing flashbacks, yeah. which is not that far back because we just finished watching it. But yeah, the sure. moment... When they're in the elevator and she's being like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I heard you. And it closed. That was very West Wingy. Yes. Also, she looks, the actress looks a little bit like, um, like Stalker Channing. I'll go with that. I'm buying that. The actress, I don't think we've talked about that actress, uh, Margaret Collin. Yeah. Playing the character of Constance Spano, Spano. Which honestly, I've seen. I've been watching this movie since childhood. I have never known what this character's name was. I'm with you. Bechdel test fail. Oh yeah, we, Tyler. We should probably see if this movie passes the Bechdel test. Oh, I can automatically say that it does because Vivica and Mary McDonald have that conversation at some point. Yeah, but don't I... they end up talking about? Uh, like, Lulu, oh, take your headphones off. Oh, what? Spoiler talk. Oh, bye, guys. Don't they end up talking about their uh, the the president and Will Smith? More than likely, yes. Uh, I believe their first pieces of dialogue are, hey, I'm married to Will Smith. Who are you married to? I'm married to Bill Pullman. Indeed, which is strange because it's Bill Paxton who's in the movie. No, Tyler, it's Bill Pullman. It's Pullman. <laughs> That's Bill, Bill Paxton. Pretty sure it's Not Bill in Paxton. this movie at all. 
sure we'll, I'm pretty sure. We'll have to see if this movie passes the Bechdel test. Which is not, why it's not appropriate for to put her headphones back on. Oh, what? you misunderstood. I... You were showing uh, okay, the headphone sign. It's Lulu. You have to say that. Lulu. Lulu. Oh. Lulu. <laughs> Call me by my stage name. Hey, I wanted to say that actress also looks like Elizabeth Perkins to me. Yes, she does. Elizabeth Perkins. The... Elizabeth Perkins. That's what I thought she was. She was uh, the co-star in Big with Tom Hanks. She was also... Ooh, what was she in lately? I've seen her in something lately. This Is she Us? so good. Yes. The, one of the mothers in This Is Us? She plays a character named Janet Malone. Mm. Janet Malone. Also in Truth Be Told, The Moody's, and Glow, playing the character of that Glow. Bertie Howard. That is why. Ah. That's Glow. That's why I know. So, Emily, uh, you're our guest on this podcast. I don't know if you know that. I'm going to pinch myself. I know. Dreams coming true. Uh, what is your history with the movie Independence Day? We have a long and storied history. It's going back many centuries. Till, no, no, wait. Um, I saw it in the theater uh, in San Jose, California. This is a really big theater, which was near the Winchester Mystery House, which you may or may not have, may or may not know about. I know nothing it's, about the Winchester Mystery House. It's an old house. They kept it they kept it standing there in this in this kind of the very kind of strip molly area there's like a i never went it was very touristy there was apparently there's a staircase not going nowhere there are lots of like hidden rooms anyway the mystery i thought was how they got people to spend so much money to go there anyway it was in the same theater where um where they would have big mecca uh, kaiju fights out in the back, which was pretty awesome. Wait, um, what? hold on. Don't what? What's what a kaiju talking? fight? You were saying that like you were just going to gloss over that. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was okay. So this is Silicon Valley in the '90s, and there's so much damn money there uh, that this is where all this is where all the geeks and the geeks by proxy, which was what I was, uh, would go and watch these things like big big huge mecca bot fights at the movie theater that you outside like in the in the in the parking lot what tyler's i think tyler's gonna lose his shit here um (laughs) this is this is crazy what yeah it was pretty excellent this was this was silicon valley in the 90s when there was so much money that you couldn't even think straight um and uh uh, yeah, this is the place where we watched all the movies. I can't remember the name of it. Right, but, uh, so I can't saying, remember. It. Cool, Independence Day is fine. There were kaiju fighting mecha mm, big robots? mecha bots. I like to think of them as kaiju, but they were Did, big mecha bots. How Just, large were they? Like, in exoskeletons? How does this work? Are these I, things? I honestly, I'm having a hard time remembering, but they were like, How they you were have probably like time? cars on their, on their back ends, like tall. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Transformers, do, 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 more than BCR. I might be, I might be misremembering, but I do think they were like significant sized bots that people with new money could make and fight. Wow. wow, that's uh, incredible. I wish there were more mechs in Independence Day now. But it was really cool. It was like the biggest screen that was around, and that's why we came to watch the the, the film there. And uh, and I just remember it being kind of big, dumb fun. How cool. What a memory. I love it. Uh, Tyler, any screenwriting notes that you noticed during this trunk? 
Um, you know, this is that area between when they've introduced what what's going to happen and what's happening happening, right? This is uh, definitely the middle of the first act as things are starting to speed up. And we've got, uh, we were slowly but surely introducing, hey, this stuff is, this stuff might be bad, right? So um, we've got, and, and I also, uh, you got to keep saying Lulu. It's Lulu. Lulu, sorry. <laughs> so take two. Um, so this is the middle of the movie and things are, uh, the, of the first act and things are starting to roll along. They're getting uh, the big bad is on their way. They're on their way. And I thought that I should point out here, Lulu earlier, you said they were 15 miles uh, wide. They're 13 kilometers. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, 13 kilometers is actually the figure that they use. And I think that that's really interesting because you wouldn't think that people from the P Pentagon would say kilometers. Right. Yes. I thought they said that on the sub, though. I really heard, thought I heard 15 miles at the White House, but kilometers in the sub. They're, they're big. That's they're what we need to big. know. Big thing is happening. And it's happening all over the world. And there's like three dozen of them. And yeah. I like to think of it as uh, miles in the streets and kilometers in the sheets. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> so... Emily, how many miles or kilometers tall were these mechs that fought? You just saw robots fighting, and you're just treating this like a shrug. Uh, Lulu, Tyler, have you seen robots fight that are as tall as a car if it stood up on end? No. I've seen Kaiju Big Battle, which is close to the same thing she's talking about, only it's people dressed up like kaijus and battling over cardboard cities yeah what is kaiju big battle yeah no not like that it's people dressed up like no, kaijus well, I, and I battling know that. where do you see this oh it was a live show that i saw uh in new york one time it was based out of boxing and it was really an incredibly fun show from a community did, that didn't have money the same way that they did in san jose uh they just came up with why don't we dress like bananas and call ourselves the Plantain Brothers? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't worldwide wrestling? <laughs> yeah, it, they would wrestle in and in the ring where oh, they would too. wrestle. Yeah, yeah we're in the ring where they would wrestle. Uh, they actually set up these little cardboard buildings that no. during the course of the wrestling match they would <laughs> knock over, <laughs> destroy cities. I love it. It was such a ridiculously fun show. Oh so. my God. Okay, I found it. I Googled it. Kaiju Big Battle. No, no. Survival Research Laboratories. Oh. That, okay. These are where the mechs you saw in San yes. Jose. Yes. Dangerous and disturbing mechanical presentation since 1979. And it's called what again? Survival Research Laboratories. It was a thing. I'm not misremembering. It actually happened. American performance art group that pioneered the genre of large-scale machine performance. Founded in 1978 by Mark Pauline, the group is known in particular for their performances where custom-built machines, often robotic, often robotic, compete to destroy each other. The performances described by one critic as noisy, violent, and destructive, yes, are noted for the visual and oral cacophony created by the often dangerous interactions of the machinery. 
That's the most amazing thing that's ever been. I have a question. How were these operated? Were they remote controlled or was someone in the machine? Remote controlled. Okay. Now I'm I believe just, they were I'm remote controlled. I'm disappointed now. <laughs> I'm currently looking at some of this stuff on YouTube. This is <laughs> this is wild. It is the oh shiz noggle. Gosh. <laughs> this is insane. It's it's like giant battle bots. This is insane. And I love Emily that somebody was like Hey, yeah, Emily, um, yeah, this Friday we're going to go down to the uh, backyard of that theater and we're going to watch some uh, cars standing on end and they're going to battle. You want to go? Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, I And do. I like that you're just like, we saw it at San Jose because it's the biggest theater. And sometimes they would have like robot fights out back. Anyways, it was in the biggest <laughs> screen in San Jose. I think Jose. I mentioned the robots first and then it was the biggest screen. Okay. It's just a geek mag- magnet. Just think all the geeks went there. That's incredible. I'm so glad that I know about this now. And I really wish that there were giant mechanized robots that could help us defeat the looming menace <laughs> that's coming up in in ID4. Speaking of the looming menace, uh, at the end of each episode, Emily, we ask Lulu to make a prediction on what is going to happen in the next four minutes, minutes 20 to 24 of Independence Day. Lulu... So we can set up some expectations for the next episode. What do you think is going to happen next? I want to say that I was right about seeing the president again, but still the aliens have not made their first strike. They have sure. only appeared, um, sure. made their appearance more. So mm-hmm. I'm waiting for their first strike, and my prediction is that it will be on the in the um, since it's in the 1990s, and the U.S. was, um, you know, imminently at war with Iraq. Um, that they're going to, they, since they refuse to name the desert, that that's the first strike. They're going okay. to strike there because, you know, in movies we like to kill people who are enemies of our state. <laughs> or maybe Russia, who knows? So they'll strike once and then we'll get, I don't know, at one point we're going to have to call and wake up Will Smith wherever he is and get him in on this, but I think it's still too soon. Uh, you still think that it's too soon to wake up Will Smith. So he will not get woken up, but he's going to get woken up at some point. Point of uh, order. Watching an order means that the next four minutes will be 16 through 20, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yes, that's what I mean. Yes, 16 through 20. Okay, just checking. Sorry, I would I hate forgot. to think that we're skipping ahead. Oh, yeah, the next four minutes, super boring. We're just going to skip ahead to 20 to 24. (laughs) I mean, we're really like 16 to 20 minutes in. We still haven't met Will Smith, and we've only seen a couple of shots of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. In in your Uh mind, we should have had 16 straight minutes of Goldblum's chest. That's true. (laughs) Just his his hand. But we have seen a lot of Bill Back Paxton, and that's really We've important. We've seen none of Pul- Bill Paxton. Pullman. Pullman. It's Pullman. Only Pullman. <laughs> Let's not forget Randy Quaid. We have seen Quaid, oh, who is not Quaid. shirtless, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, or fortunately. Sure. Uh, so, Lulu, we think that aliens are going to strike in Iraq's northern desert. Yes. Whichever northern desert. Uh, Will Smith is going to get woken up, but not in the next four minutes. Correct. Uh, so you're just going to make the guess that we are not going to meet Will Smith. Okay. Not yet. But I will say the military will have a little argument and then decide maybe 
to deploy some forces that will go try to see it with their eyes and get a visual and somebody will and at that point they might raise the defcon to 2 i want to see military slappy face military slappy face military is going to have some little argument oh yeah there it is. <laughs> yeah. yes <laughs> no i want to use my missiles any final thoughts before we call it an episode folks there's just, just a lot of connective tissue this 4 minutes yeah, not too much character, just a whole bunch of, hey, this thing is happening. Yurts. We're recording this uh, two days before the general election. And so by the time you guys are listening to this, you probably know what happened. So please, no spoilers. Uh, now don't come back in time and tell us what happened, because <sighs> we want to know, which we'll probably know by the time that you hear this. Oh, I'm so Everybody anxious. take off your headphones. <laughs> Uh, Emily, do you want people to find you or, or rather where, where can people find you if they want to experience more of your entertainment? <laughs> well, I'm in private practice. There we go. <laughs> so you can book, you can book a consultation. Yeah, with absolutely. Um, and, uh, I am in comedy sports, uh, along with Mr. Ty Ty Bryce, um, who is, uh, yeah, who is very funny as well. Um, and you may not know that from this, but he actually is very funny. Uh, I also, it looks like I'm going to be doing an RPG that we are um, going to be streaming. Um, that's a horror RPG, and I don't know exactly the name of it, but um, uh, check out The Wandering Wizard on Facebook. It's a friend of mine. Mike Neistel and his his father was really good friends with Gary Gygax, if that means anything to all Whoa. all y'all nerds out there. Yeah, like Neistel's Magic Hut, I think is what it is. No, it's Neistel's something or another. But anyway, that's Whoa. named for Mike's dad. Anyway, he's a really good game developer. We've got improvisers playing the parts, and it was super fun last last night. Yeah, that was that was Halloween. We had a really good time uh, being murdered by creators. And so it should be fun. Um, yeah, that's what I'm that doing. That sounds awesome. Go check out The Wandering Wizard on Facebook. Uh, Tyler, comedy sports shows to plug? Sure. We're doing comedy sports shows uh, 7.30 on Saturdays. Uh, we do them through Zoom. Uh, it's like four bucks. Bring a family. Come, come see a show. They're clean. Uh, two teams of comedians competing against each other to see who can make the audience laugh more and improvise sketches. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Lulu, anything you want to plug? Uh, for the listener, Lulu just got up, and the, <laughs> and we see absolutely nothing. So I'm imagining that it's either going to be really good, or the computer is just frozen. So Kenny, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Anything people should come and see? Uh, nothing that you can see, but things that you can definitely hear. You can go on over to my other podcast, Shame Watch, where I believe we are currently going through the Riddick series, celebrating November. Are we going to get a Lulu bat? Probably not. Uh, she just sent us a text that her computer died, so we're probably not getting <laughs> her back. Well, I think that's a great note to tell us that we should probably wrap this episode up. Emily, thank you so much for coming on board and being our guest on this episode. Thank you. Uh, and until next time, it ain't over till the fat lady sings.